going to turn things back over to Mr. Mark Weber to start hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I tell you what, it is a gorgeous morning outside. It's a gorgeous day to get outside and do some things in your landscape. But this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about some of the important things that you should be doing in your yard, garden, and landscape, including some very important uh, things when it comes to uh, caring for your lawn caring for your landscape, and caring for your trees on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and welcome back to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is a show all about helping you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges, and we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. My name is Mark Weber, and I have hosted this legendary broadcast for over 28 years, and uh, I hold two degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University. I'm designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist, I have a number of other certifications and qualifications that I don't want to bore you with, but I'd love to talk to you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you into the Master Control Studios. Javon is happy to take your call. We'll be happy to help you along the way today. Um, I work with a company, and my, my business is called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about our firm at www.weberlandscaping.com. And as we begin this morning's broadcast, I would love to talk to you today. If you've got a question about your lawn, your landscape, your trees, whatever it may be, we have answers and solutions for you. Um, I want to begin this morning by talking a little bit about staking or not to stake your trees. Um, we see a lot of people that stake trees and they do all kinds of things with ropes and tethers to make sure that the tree doesn't, that goes a certain direction and never goes the wrong direction. Um, bottom line is trees that are staked actually grow slower than trees that are not staked. You heard me right. When you stake a tree, you actually can slow its growth pattern down. So it's important for you to realize that when you um, stake a tree, you very well may slow down its growth pattern. So if you are going to stake it, it's important to realize that that staking process will require you to make sure that it is staked for a period of time that's no more than 18 months. And that stake is removed after that 18 months. You see, wind is a tree's friend. Wind is what allows trees to move around and develop and break and reform roots and other tissue that allows them to become strong. And, un and unfortunately, many times we put stakes on trees and leave them on the trees way too long, and it actually slows the growth and actually makes the tree more likely than not to have failed than it would otherwise. 457 1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, let's head to the telephone lines. And uh, let's go talk to James. James, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Morning, James. All right. I have some kind of a yard fungus. Um, it's like white on top, kind of a uh, purplish red on the bottom. It's growing in my grass. Hmm. And um, when I dig it up, it uh, comes back. I've tried treating it with things like ammonia, um, bleach, boiling hot water even. And it still seems to come back. And it's very hard, like a rock, if I hit it with my mower. Okay, so it's a fungal. It's a, it forms a hard fungal fruiting body. Would that be true? Uh, yes. Okay. Is it shaped? Tell me, is it shaped like a, like a gill or what is it, how is it shaped? Uh, the bottom kind of comes down to a point, And the top of it kind of reminds you a little bit of like cauliflower without all the little florets. All right, so it's kind of oval in shape at the top, right? Yeah, okay. and, it, and it can be round as well. Okay. Um, 
do you think it's affecting your grass in any way? Um, yeah, because the, the, the grass doesn't grow uh, around it. When, once it starts to spread, that's all you can see. And then when you dig it up, there's a hole. Okay. Would, it, would, I, would that area be um, where maybe a tree was at one time? Uh, well, I thought that there were some roots uh, in the one area, but then um, I have it in my front yard. I have some in my backyard, hmm. and I have some in my side yard. Okay. And what time of the year does it show up? Uh, it's pretty much all year long. I've I've seen it even in, in the wintertime. The, the cold doesn't seem to affect it. Do you have any pictures of it? Um, I can get some. Yeah, I like to see what this looks like. And let me explain why. If, if it is a fungus, remember how fungus works. Fungus is a saprophyte, meaning that it, it, it lives off of something else. Okay? Right. Meaning it doesn't, it doesn't produce its own energy. It, it has to live off of another being to, 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 to survive. So in the case of... of um, of a fungus, it could be related to a decaying of a tree root. It could be decaying, be decaying some type of other um, creature, other plant material that's beneath the soil. So my guess is it's something to do with a root system to a tree or the decomposition of an old tree. Um, we okay. generally, yeah, and, gen and generally the only way you're going to completely rid yourself of it is for let the fungus completely eat eat and destroy what it wants to eat and destroy or for you to physically dig out what it's living off of meaning okay. it's gaining well, is and what you see above ground is just a small percentage of what's below ground so right right so what i would need you to do is send me a picture and you can send it to m weber and weber's with two b's at weberlandscaping.com Okay, I'll have to uh, I'll have to wait till I get home and uh, yeah, take a picture. Yeah, take car. you take I'm a picture. In my car right at the moment. Yeah, take <laughs> no 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 worries. T send me a picture so that I can see what it looks like, and then I'll better better diagnose exactly what fungi it is. Okay. Okay. All right. And it's it, what was it again? M Weber at WeberLandscaping.com. Yeah. Okay. All yep. right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I, I, I look forward to seeing your fun fungi. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh huh. Bye-bye. All right. Good morning, McCall. Good morning. How are you? Oh, uh, we're talking fun guy. Oh, fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a lame joke. <laughs> I know. Well, good, good fun guy or fun guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see if they, they got the joke, but uh, nice weather pattern. I know. I love it. I, I, I saw the deck last night sitting there going, wow, this, I said to my wife, I said, just imagine if June, July, and August was just like this. Yeah. We would never complain. Never. We probably could, we probably would complain. We'd but. find something to complain about. But this weather is perfect for fall colors. Yeah. And I was just talking with ODNR, uh, Tyler Stevenson, and he was explaining. I know Tyler you, really. Oh you know uh, yeah, Tyler and I sit on the board of directors at the Ohio Chapter ISA. Yeah, he's he was really cool. We did a, a podcast with him, and he was explaining uh, how the leaves change color. Mm -hmm. And what he was telling me, and you can tell me if I'm completely wrong, um, that the leaves are filled with chlorophyll, and that's yep. what gives it the green color. Yep. And as we start to get into the fall season, as the cooler air settles in, the tree actually starts to pull back the chlorophyll because that's like the nutrients. And that exposes the, the chlorophyll other. actually die. It dies. Yeah, as the chlorophyll dies, then the pigments that, that are in the leaf then become more pronounced. Right. Exactly. And they don't. They don't pull back. They just die back. They just die back. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and well, doesn't the tree kind of like cut cut itself off? Yeah. It, it creates that. It, abscission layer. Abscission layer. Yep. Um, and that's when the leaf actually falls off. Yep. Yep. It's a drying out process. Yeah. It's like we it's early this morning we were talking about how plants harden themselves off for winter, mm -hmm. and and it's basically a drying out plant process because plants are, have cells mm -hmm. and those cells are filled full of water, and they need that water for for photosynthesis and respiration and transpiration. Well. Once the when the leaves are starting to die or go into into the fall season, mm -hmm. uh, we call that senensis. The hormones completely change inside the plant. 
Um, all the oxen flow goes back down to the roots. Gibberillins mm -hmm. um, go rest themselves in the secondary buds. At the same time, the cells start to lose all the moisture that's inside of them. Okay. And it goes outside. It becomes int um, intracellular, meaning it goes by diffusion from the cell wall outside. Otherwise, if it gets exposed to really cold temperatures, it busts like a balloon. Oh. And that's one of the reasons that we talked earlier today about why pruning in the fall is a really bad choice because you actually stimulate growth, stimulate hormonal flow inside mm -hmm. the plant, and you actually increase the amount of liquid that's inside those cells. Oh, uh, and then when it freezes. Pop like a yeah. balloon. Yeah, and that's a lot of times why we'll see damage in, in, in particularly trees and shrubs that were pruned in the fall. Mainly because they fill the cells fill full of water, and then we hit November, and say it goes down to ten or fifteen degrees outside. That the whole process of hardening off is out the window, or right, or under the bus. So everybody <laughs> want to say, want to say it, yeah. And so that plant then therefore gets damaged severely. Mm -hmm. um, but the other thing that's interesting about fall colors are um, is plants. You know, a lot of people think evergreen plants don't have fall color, but they do. Really? Yeah, when you think about it, Eastern white pine is a good example. Every year, it's second and third year needles turn yellow and fall off. And that's fall mm -hmm. color because those You're needles right. are tired. Yeah. There's no such thing as a true evergreen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, a leaf is a temporary structure. A needle on a plant is a temporary structure. Its whole job is to make energy and to move liquids in and out of its of its stomatas. It's not a structure that's a permanent structure like right. the trunk is or the branches are on a tree. Yeah. These are these are stems and fleshy, you know, vesicles that are designed to live for a period of time and then when they're tired and old and wore <laughs> out, they just fall off and recycle. Right. And the other thing that's interesting about the fall season are roots. Um I'm a, I'm a fanatic about root systems, and this is why roots, the average hair root that's like on a tree, yeah. um, lives no more than probably a week to two weeks. Hmm. They shoot off these little tiny yeah, thin hair roots. They do their job, and then when site conditions become really dry or it becomes too old, it dies. Then the root system produces another root. It's constantly hmm. growing and dying, growing and dying, and growing and dying. In the fall of the year, if the temperature, soil temperatures are like they are now in the 50s and we get moisture, you get maximum root expansion under mm -hmm. underground. And one of the reasons that we always talk about planting trees in the autumn season is, is because um, there's a lot less stress above ground. The plants will use the energy that they accumulated over the summer months and the early fall months to then use that energy to grow roots below ground. So by planting in the fall, you plant a perennial or a tree or a shrub in the fall, you nearly gain a whole growing season ahead of what you would if you had spring fever. You know, everybody wants to plant something in, in the, the spring, spring, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not going to grow nearly the root system. It'll grow some roots, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But you will grow probably 33 to 40% more roots by a fall planted plant than you will a spring planted plant. Well, that, that brings up a question that I had before I came in here. So my yard was horrible with crabgrass. My neighbor gave me the advice to put down the fertilizer. And it killed all the crabgrass. Now I have, like, no grass. Should I put grass seed down now? You're running out of time. Yes. Like, should I put it down this weekend? Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and, and hope for the best. Yeah. This is why. Right now, soil, soil grass seed has to germinate between 55 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. When you have nighttime temps that are down into the 40s now, mm -hmm. those soil temperatures are going to keep dropping. Well, we've got some nights that aren't going to be that cool. I was out. reading your forecast. Yeah, so I've got about like five days at least. So, so this is going to be the thing. You've okay. got to get the seed into the soil. Okay. And you do that by raking it in mm -hmm. or drill seeding it in. Okay. And then I would suggest before you sow it, put the grass seed in the freezer the night before. Because that'll break the seed coat of what they call the pericarp. Mm -hmm. And then once you get it in the ground, you're going to have to water it in the morning and water it at night. 
you got to get as much moisture into that seed because okay. one seed takes has to abide 500 times its own weight in water to germinate. Okay, so I'm going to buy grass seed today. I'm putting it in the freezer tonight, and I'm putting it down tomorrow, raking it and watering it twice. And a you day. want and you want to use green velvet grass seed. Green velvet grass seed. And it's the best. Oh my gosh! You don't buy don't buy any other grass seed than green velvet because grass seed is is only as good as how it's packaged and made. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of grass seed is full of weed seed mm-hmm. and full of dirt. If you buy a bag of grass seed, it'll, it'll list out the varieties. Yep. There's something at the bottom that says inert matter and weed seed. You want to buy weed? We like grass. Want any weeds in my grass? Exactly. <laughs> and it's getting harder and harder to get grass seed with low amount of inert matter. And if if you're really bored sometime, go read grass seed labels. So it's, where am I going to see the green velvet? Is it going to say like right big bold letters? Local garden centers, like okay. local garden centers. There's a green velvet has um, a place over in West Carrollton that you can buy it, or in Bellbrook, okay, um, or up north in Enon. Okay. And if you're in Columbus, they have a spot there in Columbus too. So the point being is, is green velvet grass seed. Randy is um, quite um, proficient in getting the very best seed and seed he can buy. And it really shows up. My yard is green velvet. I've had it for 15 plus years. It weathers the storm every year and it does a great job. Awesome. Thanks for the advice. Good to see you. I thought we were talking about weather. We did gardening. We did a little bit fall color, cool temperatures. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good talk with Tyler. Tyler's a really good guy. Yeah, I like him. He's a good guy. Good to talk to you, McCall. You too. You take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. When we come back, more Garden Talk after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Garden Talk fans. Can you answer this very timely turf question? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms. Here's the question. If your green velvet grass seed could talk, what would it be telling you right now? If your answer is, now's the time to plant me, you're right. The very best time to plant grass seed is right now. The days are getting shorter, the moisture in the soil lasts longer, and the competition from weeds are less than any other time of the year. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, solutions to all of your turf and ornamental needs are right around the corner. If you're impatient, don't settle for grass seed. Insist on green velvet Kentucky bluegrass or turf-type tall fescue sod. Just lay it down today and enjoy it tomorrow. It's that easy. Breathe new life into your landscape. Follow us on social media or visit us online to keep up with timely tips for all of your landscaping questions. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet, your trusted lawn and landscape resource for the last 59 years and growing. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on WHIO for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement and learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO part of our Ask the Expert weekends. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Hi, I'm WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. Fall in Ohio brings the threat of severe weather. Trust the only radio station with severe weather coverage from Storm Center 7. It's where weather comes first every 15 minutes or sooner. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 726. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid 60s. It will feel nice though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. 
I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows clear sky conditions. We're resting at 49 degrees Fahrenheit, 52 degrees in Springboro, 50 in Xenia. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. It's real important this time of year, ladies and gentlemen, that you keep mowing your lawn. In fact, I will tell you, um, these cooler days that we've gotten and these really nice rainfall events have been um, spectacular on a lot of different fronts. And I will tell you that uh, your lawn, in many cases, can be repaired um, and back into the nearly the same pristine condition it was before it, it faced the summer of 2018. Um, but mowing is probably one of the most important pieces of uh, maintaining your turf. Um, do not cut your grass too short. I cannot stress that enough. Many lawn problems begin um, with uh, being cut way too short. So please do not cut your lawn too short. With turf type tall fescue, you want to be mowing at about three inches in height, no shorter. If you're growing uh, Kentucky bluegrass, about two and a half to two and three quarters, no shorter. And by doing so, you will end up with a much, much, much better lawn. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety is the number of the dial. And then I tell you what, this half, last next half hour of Garden Talk. If you give me a call with a great question, you have the opportunity to win some tickets that we are giving away today here on Garden Talk. And uh, this tickets to the, um, what they call, it's an interesting um, event they're having. It's called the Artistry and Wood Show, October 13th and 14th at the Roberts Center. Give me a call at 457-1290 with your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to this event as we'll give away those. We'll give us a great question here on Garden Talk. Um, when we come back, more Garden Talk will continue. We'll be talking to Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We are going to be following the latest into the investigation by the FBI into Brett Kavanaugh after the vote for the Senate floor has been pushed back a week. Dry for now, but I'm tracking our next chance for rain. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic throughout the Miami Valley is looking pretty good this morning. Not seeing any accidents or any slowdowns to anticipate for you out there as you make your way on those roadways. It is our top story in Washington. After an investigation into Dr. Christine Blase Ford's sexual assault allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is ordered by the president, both sides of the debate are for it. Some of Kavanaugh's supporters are spinning this as a good thing, saying the mere fact of an FBI report will take away a key Democratic talking point, making the week delay well worth it. That's Fox's Leyland Viterte reporting this after Senator Jeff Flake was confronted in an elevator by victims of sexual assault, demanding that Kavanaugh be held accountable for what the allegations are saying. In Dayton, a homeowner says he and his lady friend were not hurt while their house was hit by gunfire on Lorenz Avenue near West West 2nd Street. I heard somebody shy with so many bullets, I still wasn't going outside. You know, I look out the window and that was about it on that until I just finally got the uh, some of the information from, you know, people around in the neighborhood. That's Michael Whitlow who lives in that house. He says the cops are saying that after this happened, they arrested and seized several firearms from 47-year-old Bruce Lorenzo in connection to this incident. Well, a date... 
Well, a Dayton man admits responsibility for a string of accidents on an August day in 2015. He's now waiting to be sentenced. Cops say Shane Bradley's pickup truck slammed three vehicles before hitting another one broadside in downtown Dayton, killing the driver, 22-year-old Kirsten Burton. Her 14-month-old baby survived life-threatening injuries. Sentencing is set for November 8th. That's WHIO's Ron Otto. He says cops are saying Bradley's blood alcohol the content was nearly three times the legal limit, and he didn't have a valid driver's license. Well, the Dayton Flyers are going on the road this afternoon to continue league play. The Flyers will play Marist in Poughkeepsie, New York this afternoon. Coach Rich Chamberlain says the Red Fox roster is loaded with talent. We always feel like as coaches, they have some of the best talent in the league. When you talk about receivers, DBs, linebackers, uh, running backs. That's Fox's John Tisdall, or WHIO's John Tisdall. Our pregame coverage begins today at 12.30. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock with Larry Hanskin and Mike Kelly here on the Home of the Flyers. Let's have a look at that exclusive weather forecast with the most accurate and dependable forecast. Here's meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Starting out on the cooler side for your weekend, temperatures will be rising through the 50s this morning. We will have mostly sunny skies as we head towards the afternoon. Temperatures stay below average in the mid-60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear, a lot brighter from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton as that's sun comes up a beautiful morning this morning 48 degrees in troy and in springfield it's 49 here in dayton at 7:33. i'm jonah Adi, whio continuing news when you look at your trees do you see dead or hanging branches are leaves turning yellow or falling off if your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe call the tree care professionals at arbor experts a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with isa certified arborists serving greater dayton Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. You do know it's 2 a.m., yes? Uh, yeah. And you know you've refreshed that site 15 straight times now. Uh, yeah. And nothing's changing. Same page, same pictures, same posts. So why? I need to find a doctor in my area, but it's really hard, and so I stopped, and started doing this okay well first stop scrolling nothing good is being posted this late anyway and it's social media this is when the bad comments come out and second know that with anthem you get access to an online tool to help you find the right doctor that's convenient for you and in network oh that is nice it is you know it's not that picture you just liked what what even is that a picture of cupcakes my sister made those are cupcakes? I thought they were meatballs. For all the things that keep you up at night, Anthem has a solution, like finding you a doctor who's convenient for you in your area and network, all through a simple online tool. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Rest easy. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Community Insurance Company. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning, sir. It is time for the annual Who Dug Up My Yard contest. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, gonna go out there one morning and uh, and find out that uh, that somebody has has done a number on your yard, uh, dug it all up, and uh, and those are uh, could be one of uh, well, it could be a lot of things, but from a little critter's perspective, there's three little critters that would just love to. Uh, uh, look underneath your uh, your grass and see what they can find because uh, they're trying to get uh, they're trying to get as many calories in their system. They're trying to get big and fat so they can make it through the winter. And we're talking about raccoons and skunks and moles. Well, you know it's funny at my house. I have these two dogs called their Wyomingers. One's Lady Lacey. Lady's one is Lady Luna, and. Um, they they on a weekly basis typically bring my wife and I certain presents to the back door. Okay. And um, we had for a while we had like a two week run where they they dug up and caught two moles. Did they? And uh, and lately when I walk them, my neighbor the other side of me has all the moles in his front yard, and he says to me, "How do they get here?" 
<laughs> and I didn't have the have the heart to say to him. I said, I said, well, I think they got chased out of my yard because my dogs they didn't want to die. <laughs> yeah, you got you got mole chasers. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, a lot of people think that moles are uh, or, or all these uh, all this you know digging up the yard is a sign of uh, of grubs, and it could well be because. Uh, all these critters, the skunks, the moles, the raccoons, love to eat grubs. But mm-hmm. you know their favorite, uh, their favorite thing on the menu is earthworms, and uh, and so uh, you may have grubs in your yard if you find your whole yard dug up and uh, and completely plowed like a like a, like a crazy person would plow the backyard. But uh, sometimes uh, sometimes they're after the the beneficial things in your yard like earthworms. So you got to be a little careful about what you do about it and uh but there are insecticides that'll kill those grubs and and uh theoretically uh slow down some of that disaster and and i know that uh dr shetler there at ohio state university always said uh, that these critters hate the smell uh i guess it's the smell or something of malorganite which is a uh an organic fertilizer made out of human uh sewage and uh and so sometimes uh, people can spread malorganite on their yard and Maybe uh, defer that critter to somebody else's backyard. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, and I think maybe we should go in and go through how do you figure out which creatures eat, doing this to your yard. I, I always find raccoons fascinating from the standpoint is, Randy, they are very efficient diggers. Yeah. They, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll flat back, they'll flip back sod so in such an organized fashion. Versus, yeah, they do probably if, yeah, go ahead. The most destruction. Those two front paws are just, uh, I mean, they just dig away and they make that. They, they, they actually will peel up the yard like you have uh, peeled up large pieces of sod. Uh, if there's big, huge chunks of your yard just, just laying upside down all over the place, that's usually uh, a raccoon. The, the skunk, if you look at a skunk, a skunk's got a a pointy nose, and, uh, and and that skunk uses that nose to dig in and uh, and, and hunt for critters, and then it will mm-hmm. use its uh, its uh, its paws to dig that critter out. But the skunk is more of a oh, I don't know, just the little tiny holes all over the place. Right. And then uh, the moles, they're 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 digging underneath the ground and looking for earthworms and, and grubs and anything else they can eat, and they will push dirt up from the from below. Uh, so there are, you're right, here. there are some telltale uh, signs of which critter is out there unless you get all three out there at the same time, and, and then who knows what it looks like. You know, Randy, I also will tell people that the other thing is is the, one of the best ways to find out who's in your yard is the, they got these trail cams yeah. that you can actually hook on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it takes pictures of things moving. And a lot of times you can find out who is in your yard tearing things up by a trail cam. So I tell you, my, my son-in-law, is a, he loves to hunt, and he's got these things all over my farm. And uh, he will come back with some uh, video of, of these little critters. Sometimes the videos are X-rated videos. Sometimes you see a lot more than you really want to see. But... But, uh, yeah, there have been some X-rated videos of raccoons uh, uh, coming back from, uh, I guess they like to perform on camera, maybe. I don't know. But, oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> you gotta be, you got to watch what you're going you know, to show the kids when you're showing the, 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 the movies there from the camera hanging on the tree. Outstanding. Well, Mr. Tisher, I hope you have a great what, – what's your thoughts on the grass seeding thing? I – I'm getting nervous. I'm seeing our night. Our, our, I've got some warmer soul te- nighttime temperatures next week, but they're only in the 60s. Yeah. Um, I, I think this seating window is closing shut pretty quickly. Well, it, it, it is. Now, that said, I've got one more field that I would love to uh, love to get planted, and I will, uh, if we can if we can dodge the raindrops here, uh, that McCall there I was talking to you earlier about uh, for Tuesday and get a get a, a dry week. We we will here at Greenville that I will gamble uh, on the first week of October. But after that, Mark, uh, uh, it's just a uh, it, it just how you know how much do you want to gamble? I always tell right. people I don't have to go to Las Vegas to gamble. I can gamble right here at Greenville here in Ohio. And uh, the longer you wait in October, the 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 bigger the risk you have. Not 
not of getting that grass seed to germinate. You'll, you'll get that grass seed to germinate through most of October, depending on what our temperatures are, but the soil temperatures are still high. Uh, the biggest question here we have in October is will, and I know you've talked about it this morning already, but will that grass plant become mature enough? Will it get right. a root system deep enough? Will it become a mature plant before we get that big, you know, freezing, uh, first first killing frost, the first... Uh, Hard freeze, that's what I really worry about is the hard freeze. And sometimes we get a hard freeze in early November. And I have seen, uh, especially with turf-type tall fescues, I have seen the entire turf-type tall fescue planting that did germinate, did look nice, did look green, but it didn't get planted and germinated until the middle of October. It died because we had a hard freeze for four or five nights in a row in early November. So that's the risk you take. If you tell me what the weather's going to do for November and early December, then I can I can be a genius when it comes to telling you whether to keep seeding or not. But it's all a risk. And the worst that can happen is you get to do it all over again in the spring. <laughs> You're so positive. Well, yes, right. That's the worst that can happen. You just get to do it all over again. All right. Thank you, Mr. Tischer. As always, have a great and glorious grass-growing day, and we will talk very soon. Yep, thank you very much, Mark. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tischer of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It is 7.43, 43 minutes after the 7 o'clock hour on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And for 28 plus years, we've been planting the seeds to a greener and richer place called the Great Miami Valley. And we would love to hear your questions today. And remember, in the next 20 minutes or so, I'm going to give away a couple of tickets to a woodworking show. So your questions do matter today. Let's head to the telephone lines and let's talk to Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Rick? I'm doing great. Doing great. How can I help you today? Uh, kind of to extend on the previous uh, bit of information on the molds. Um, I'm not not sure if it's my neighbor's kids crawling under my grass or I've got some remnants of World War II. Um, okay. My so- neighbors, my neighbors next to me, both look really good, and um, I think they've chased their molds into my yard. Okay. Well, let's kind of talk about the biology of the mole. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a very interesting creature on, on, um, on many, many, many fronts. Um, the first thing is this is an animal. It's a mammal. It is, there's males and females. Um, and the male is, um, male and the female get together to make whoopee twice a year. Um, every time that they make whoopee, they typically make about six to eight new babies. Okay. Mama mole will keep them in the nest for approximately two weeks. And then she says goodbye and she kicks them out. Okay. So what happens in this particular circumstance is you've got a mammal that has a very high reproductive potential that pretty much kicks them out at a very young age. The average mole lives in an area of about a half an acre to acre square. Um, they're very defensive. They, they do not like other moles in of their type in or near that, that nesting area. Okay. Um, in fact, if two moles meet each other in a tunnel, they will fight to the death. Moles wow. have huge teeth that are, if you ever open a mole's mouth up, you will think, I will never stick my finger in that hole again. Um, they also have some very long claws. They have an extraordinary muscles uh, system. Um, there's data out there, and you can read about it at gardentalkblog.com um, about some of this mole data that, that I've written about. But this is an animal. Now, put this into perspective, that, that it, and, and this is kind of the thing that fascinates me about moles um, moles are an animal that uh, they eat approximately a five ounce mole will consume somewhere between 45 and 50 worm insects um, 
per y- 40 to 50 pounds of worms and insects per year. One mole will dig typically enough tunnels that uh, between 400 to 4,000 times as much energy as it takes for you and I to walk the same distance on the surface of the earth. Um, moles have specialized bone and muscle construction and their moles can exert uh, forces laterally, you know, on the sideways, 32 times their own body weight. In wow. co- comparison, it would be like a 150-pound man exerting 4,800 pounds of lateral force. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> um, a, a typical mole can tunnel in probes about 18 feet an hour. Um, mole speed is about 80 feet per minute. Uh, moles contain twice as much blood and twice as much red hemoglobin than any other mammal on the planet. And the reason being is, is because they live in very um, low oxygen conditions and high carbon dioxide conditions. Okay? okay. So these are very specialized animals. These are animals that are eating machines. They have to because of the amount of energy that takes for them to dig. So their whole purpose in life is to find earthworms. They are literally, those tunnel systems that they create are, are, an, earthwor- are an earthworm catch basin, basically. So one of the things that you can, there, there are mole traps that you can purchase that uh, will do the job. And there's also a product called Talprid um, that's out there that you can buy as well. And what Talpred does is they've created a mole bait that only affects moles. It doesn't affect other animals. Um, and you slip these little white-shaped worms into the um, hole under the runner tunnels. And those are the long, straight ones. And what I do is I stick it in. I leave a little bit of the tip of the worm up. <clears throat> and then I mark that spot by like maybe a flag or something that I know to come back and look at it. And when I know that little tip of that little white worm has gone because the mole grabbed it, because the mole's got to eat, right? Right. I know that that mole only has to eat half of it before that mole will perish. Now, this is where the problem begins. Because you've got an animal that produces so many progeny, it is more likely than not that once that mole is dead, another one will move into into that tunnel system that already is pre-existing. Okay. So just because you killed one doesn't mean you've killed them all. And it may take some time. The other thing that moles have, which I find an absolutely fascinating piece of this, is a very, very organized livers, meaning that they have a nest, particularly just for bathrooming, going to the bathroom. They have a nest just for raising their young. They have a nest for storing food, um, which makes the means that if you bait your worms, a lot of times... The, the moles will gather those worms and actually store them in a, in a storage chamber, which means that the next mole that will come into there that would raid that storage chamber very well, may, very well likely may get those um, talpered worms again. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, yeah. It's a very interesting topic. I mean, I, 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 whenever I talk about how a 150-pound man can have 4,800 pounds of <laughs> lateral force, I mean, that puts it into perspective how specialized this creature is. And, I mean, it's something to be, to me, it's, it's a fascinating factoid about a very interesting animal that everybody wants to scream and yell about. But uh, when you put it into perspective, uh, and, or, or the other option is, is to have two 90-pound dogs that will dig them up and catch them yeah. like mine do. Um, right. and, cat, and cats do a good job, too, catching moles, too. Um, you should know that too. That cats are some of the finest mole catchers there are on the planet. Um, so, so what about the, the the tribal dance I do out in the yard, stomping down the little tunnels? Is that recommended? No, no. Leave them up. Leave them up and and do the baiting. Okay. Do do the da- do 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 the baiting. The baiting is one of the best ways to manage this this animal, and and at the same time. It's one of those things that I would say to you, it's, it's like it's a fact of life. If you live in an area that has any trees or, or wooded areas, you're going to have mole activity. Yeah, we're, we're backed up to a creek. Okay. And, um, it's pretty fertile soil down there, so I'm sure there's a lot of earthworms. And, 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 and they're part of Mother Nature. And, and, you know, you can drive yourself crazy trying to control them. But in the end of the day, um, there are some ways to do it. But also maybe it's something, too, that you just kind of smile about as well.
Okay, sir, (laughs) I'm going to put you on hold because I am quite impressed with your question today. And I know everybody's good. This this is one of these where you don't have to really do anything except ask a really good question. But (laughs) I'm I'm going to give you um, um, a a pair pair of tickets to the Artistry and Wood show that's going to be October 13th through the 14th at the Roberts Center. And I'm going to put you on hold and Javon will get all of your important information and data and uh, thank you for being part of the show well thank you very much appreciate it thank you sir more garden talk shall continue after this on am 1290 and news 95.7 whio when the miami valley gets hit with breaking news severe weather or traffic tie-ups depend on us for up to the minute information am 1290 and news 95.7 whio looking to save money without sacrificing exceptional medicare coverage choose metagold Metagold has more benefits than original Medicare, with customer service based right here in Ohio. We have plans to fit your unique needs, including a $0 monthly premium, automatic Part D drug coverage, and preventive dental benefits. Metagold is easy to use with many $0 copays, a free fitness membership, and access to worldwide urgent and emergency care. You deserve exceptional Medicare coverage. Attend a free seminar close to home by registering online at metagold.com. Medigold is a Medicare Advantage organization with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Medigold depends on contract renewal. This information is not a complete description of benefits. Contact the plan for more information. Limitations, copays, and restrictions may apply. Benefits, premiums, and or copays may change on January 1st of each year and vary by county. You must continue to pay your Medicare Part B premium. A salesperson will be present with information and applications. For accommodation of persons with special needs at sales meetings, call 1-800-964-4525. Mom's the word. The plant that says fall is chrysanthemum. And Stockslinger's Greenhouse and Garden Center has a large selection, including bushel basket size Belgium mums. Plant mums now so you can enjoy vivid fall color until hard frost. And it's time to plant your fall bulbs for spring tulips and daffodils. We're just one mile west of New Lebanon on US 35. And remember, mum's the word. Chrysanthemums. Get yours now. Stockslinger's Greenhouse and Garden Center. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. What is WHIO Triple Team Traffic? We're monitoring local road sensors and dozens of webcams with live reports from the road. Triple Team Traffic every six minutes on your way to work on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It is 7.55. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from, from McCall Vrytags. Jacket this morning as you head out the door early. Temperatures will be rising through the 50s. Later today, we do stay below average with our temperatures only getting to about the mid 60s. It will feel nice though. We'll have lots of sunshine all day long. Later on tonight, just a few scattered clouds move on by. I don't anticipate we'll see any rainfall. We fall back to the low 50s. For our day tomorrow, slightly warmer. We get to about 76 degrees. Another day filled with mostly sunny skies. 
I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Current scan of the new live, live Doppler HG7 radar um, is absolutely gorgeous. We have an absolutely beautiful sunrise on tap. It's 49 degrees in downtown Dayton, 52 in Springboro, 45 in Eaton. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we continue with this hour, this three-hour edition of Garden Talk. Let's head back to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Mark. Mark, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Mark, are you there? Mark wants... Mark. Hello. Well, hello, Mark. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How can I help? I was wondering your opinion of the zoya grass. Uh, I know years ago, back in the 70s, it was a big thing. People buying plugs and putting it in yards. And uh, my dad did that. And uh, he chemically treated it one year and killed it. But now my neighbors, it spread over to their yard. They enjoy uh, they enjoy a big uh, seeded uh, zoya yard, uh, thanks to him from back then. Uh, but I thought about it at my own place, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on zoya grass. One, it's not a grass that's designed to grow in a cool season climate. You have you have two different types of grass. You have cool season grasses and warm season grasses, okay? Okay. So you live in Ohio, correct? Right. You live in a temperate zone, which means there's something called spring, spring summer, fall, and winter, okay? Yeah. All right. And we have pretty different uh, climatic changes those seasons, correct? Right. Okay. So, but if you lived in Florida, okay, they don't really have a, such a severe change between spring, summer, and fall and winter, do they? No. Yeah. So they grow warm season grasses in that part of the United States. So they can grow zoysia and, 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 and grasses like that. Well, we live in the upper Midwest, which means that we have something called winter, which requires that we need plants that uh, will survive winter and look reasonably effective in the winter, which means we grow species like uh, Kentucky bluegrass and turf-type tall fescue and others, okay? So you're, and the other thing about zoysia grasses, did you know zoysia can catch on fire? Got quiet, didn't you? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, it's actually a fire hazard. <laughs> um, it turns as brown as brown in the winter, and it won't green up to about the middle of June. So if somebody comes by your house and throws a cigarette butt out the window and it lands on your zoysia lawn, it will catch on fire. Wow, okay. So if you don't want a fire hazard, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks. Thank you, sir, and great call, and I hope you have a good Saturday, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number two, three more hours, one more hour of Garden Talk with What Plant I Am. And also we'll be giving away some more tickets to the Wood Show. Along with that as well, taking your calls at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.